Dear listeners, this is Interfaith-ish, and I'm your host, Jack Gordon. And every other Wednesday, right here on Tacoma Radio, we bring you bold conversations about what we believe, why we believe, and how we navigate the common ground and differences between our traditions. Dear listeners, this morning I am joined in the studio by my fellow interfaith astronauts, the mighty Miranda Hovmeyer and the stupendous Susan Katz-Miller. Good morning, Sue and Miranda. Hey, Jack. Hi, good morning. And to what do we owe the pleasure of this terrific trio coming in for today's show? It's Wowdy Week. All so right. You, you get all three hosts here at Interfaith-ish, encouraging you to support this show and the station. Gotta call in and donate. It's Wowdy Week. Woohoo! What's that number and in information to, to have people come call in? You call 240-696-4200. You can tell the station how much you appreciate this show, or you can go online to donate at TacomaRadio.org. Awesome. That's right. It's our fun week here on WOWD, and that means we are breaking from our usual format to get some love from all of you. And we're going to also give some love as well. We're sharing some of the messages we've received from you, dear listeners, about what you've learned and appreciated from recent interfaith-ish episodes. And we're going to be discussing a little bit of the story behind them. So while we're lining up that first bit of tape, pick up that phone and call 240-696-4200 to give the lovely Olivia your pledge. Hi, this is Terrence Mayo, and I am a supporter of Interfaith-ish. Um, it is a meaningful dialogue of different perspectives, opinions, ideologies, and theologies in a non-combative way that provides an access um, for individuals that have questions, for them to be answered in a fun and innovative type of way, but also to build greater community and collaboration around all faiths and ethical traditions. So I really appreciate the work that um, Jack Gordon and the Interfaith, Interfaith-ish team are doing and will continually support it. Thank you. Oh, thank you so much, Terrence. We really appreciate you calling in. It's so great to hear your voice. We love having you as a fan of the show and a guest of the show once. So it's yeah. so great to hear hear your voice. We've got friends near and far, and uh, it's awesome to be off to a great start. So you can sign up like I do for a monthly con contribution to Tacoma Radio or give a one-off gift, a one-time gift. Either way, be sure to let Tacoma Radio know how much you love Interfaith-ish. Here's another message from right here in Tacoma Park. Hey, this is Phil from Tacoma commenting on Interfaith-ish. You know, there's the dogma and ritual that you learn about in world religions or history class, and then there's the mess of real life and everyday practice of religion and faith. And so I really love the fact that there's this small, small space where folks can talk about what it means to them to practice their faith in the modern world. It's been very interesting to listen to folks' stories, hear about what it really means to try to you know practice faith day to day. You know, one show I really enjoyed uh, as a Catholic, you know, when there was the tragic burning of the Notre Dame Cathedral. It's not a place that I'd ever visited as a Catholic, a place that I wanted to visit and still hope to visit, but that show was really special to me, having uh, a chance to hear what it means to others and has, and has meant to others um, of my same faith and 
the show really provided an opportunity for me to learn more about that symbol and what it means to, to Catholics. But in large, I really enjoy the fact that in a world where folks try so hard to have binary conversations about very complicated topics that there are small spaces like interfaces where people can really dive in to the messy, messy world of things like religion and try to really do it justice in terms of how we are all playing these things out in our everyday lives. Thank you. All right, and we say thank you to Phil from Tacoma for that uh, great message. The story that Phil shares about um, our show on Notre Dame was really special because actually within 48 hours of Notre Dame burning, tragically, we were able to have somebody live on the radio here on our show who had firsthand experience with the preservation effort of Notre Dame. So I'll share a little bit about that. Um, so it went from... Notre Dame burning on, on what was Monday afternoon for us here in the D.C. area to Tuesday morning. You know, I was, I was thinking about it, hearing the news and, and wondering if we could find a French Catholic and, and, and have a little bit of an, uh, a, a deeper understanding of what this moment was meaning to not just Catholics generally, but somebody from France. So I, I was able through the, the Archdiocese of Washington to connect with the St. Louis of France parish in D.C. And then by that evening, was able to line up our guest, uh, Vanessa Badre, who we found out had actually adopted the Tower of Notre Dame um, as her family's contribu contribution towards the, the preservation efforts in the years preceding the uh, the burning. So, you know, really a, a tragic moment. It was really heartbreaking to hear her story about watching the tower burn and fall, but also really amazing to hear um, what Notre Dame uh, meant to her as a, as a Catholic. So here's a little bit from that show. It was wonderful to, to see uh, uh, Catholic people singing very peacefully mm. and expressing uh, hope you know, the, the, the point of, of, of being a Christian and a Catholic is, is hope and, and faith. Mm -hmm. So it was, it was great to, to listen to them expressing this hope and, and, and seeking for consolation in yeah. this time of desolation and, and to be respected by the silence of other people who were tourists or mm. atheists or, um, or people who don't share the same religion. Maybe, uh, Notre Dame has uh, accepted to to die again, uh, just to to give us some. Uh, it's like an electric shock, you know, to to uh, to encourage a revival of our faith. Hmm. Um, and well, we are the living stones. So, so the, the the message is yes, there is a church, there are stones, but uh, we, the believers, we are the living stones, and and we we must rebuild the cathedral, but we may, we we must convert hmm. all of, the, of all of us hmm. to really have uh, you know Jesus in our heart. Our, our our bodies is our little church. Great. So that was a bit from our our show from the spring with Vanessa Batre. Um, talking about the the burning of Notre Dame, and we're we're here on WOWD listening to shows from our past year, uh, encouraging you to call in and talk talk to us and uh, tell us about what you love about Interfaithish and about the entire selection of programming here at Tacoma Radio.
You know, Jack, I was thinking about how often in our conversations in this studio, on this show, we are talking about what's very elemental Mm. in religions, earth, air, fire, water. And then I was thinking about wine. Wine is something that has spiritual significance for both Christians and Jews. And believe it or not, if you donate $50 to Tacoma Radio... This week, you can choose to receive a a bottle of wine from City Winery's Mendocino Vineyard. (laughs) So are you saying it's it's 9 o'clock here, but it's 5 o'clock somewhere? You can break out the wine? It is, and you can get a rosé Syrah with a customized Wowdy label. So this is a rare thing, and it's a perfect gift for a wine-loving fan of community radio. And you can get it if you call 240-696-696. 4200 to donate right now and tell Olivia that you'd like to be thanked with a customized Wowdy bottle of wine or donate online at TacomaRadio.org and mention the wine in the field when they ask about your favorite Wowdy show. You can say, Interfaith-ish, give me the wine. Okay. You know, um, wine is an integral part of of so many traditions during rituals and holidays and so on and so forth. And actually, this week that we're in right now, we've gone through a whole slew of holidays, some some that have wine and and others that that don't. Um, I know you guys have been pretty busy during this past season. You want to tell us a little bit about about what you guys have been up to in your in your respective communities? Well, Interfaith Families Celebrating Judaism and Christianity, which is my family, we've had our whole slew of fall holidays, including most recently um, Sukkot and then Simchat Torah. And then on the Christian side, we're heading into All Souls and All Saints this week with Halloween. And But for other religions around the world, this was also an important week, right, yeah. Jack? Yeah. Yeah, it's it's uh, Diwali uh, that uh, Hindus and others from from India are are celebrating, and actually it, it happens to coincide that that this week is also the twin holy days of the Baha'i faith. You won't find any wine at those parties, but uh, we're celebrating actually a pretty auspicious occasion in the Baha'i community. It's the bicentenary of the birth of the Bab. Bab is uh, the gate in Arabic and is the forerunner of Baha'u'llah, the messenger for the Baha'i faith. Um, And actually earlier this summer, we featured a conversation with two filmmakers who uh, made a documentary um, about the life of the Bab and and why that's such a uh, dramatic and interesting um, history. So uh, I encourage uh, listeners to, to to go check out that that past episode about the gate, the film that um, that Steve Sarowitz and Bob Hercules uh, created there. Uh, Miranda, how about how about you? What have you been uh, up to recently? Well, I have been um, pretty busy lately. Uh, so it's funny. Our goal uh, this Wowdy week is five thousand dollars a day, and I am a week away from being officially five months pregnant. Whoa! Yay. I know. So we're getting to ready to bring a little interfaith. Uh, literate inner let's see yeah religiously literate uh baby <laughs> into this world is it going to be born religiously literate i mean that if would it's be amazing. listening to me they say they can hear you and stuff so if it's if it's listening right now it's it's getting the message it's been learning about it, yeah. diwali and it'll be here ready and, you know, questions you know, about you know 
oh, hagiography and eschatology. I mean, it's it's a it's a big week for pagans as well. So it is, yeah, That's right. right. So this uh, goal we're going for it's doable, but not without you. And uh, we really want to say thanks to everyone who has already donated online or called us at 240-696-4200. We are well on our way. And $5,000 a day is doable. So join the fun and let us recognize you on the air. And thank you for your support. Do it for my little baby that's listening <laughs> to, to your radio show. Use air, it. Use it. Airwaves are coming through air your tummy. Airwaves are coming through. <laughs> Call 240-696-4200 or donate at Tacoma Radio. Org. Thinking about family and expanded family and our expanded family of listeners and everybody that's that's contributing and, and helping to make um, Tacoma Radio a success. We received a, a great message about how actually the show is is helping people learn about even their own families and and discover some some things that they they hadn't known about before. So let's let's listen to that message. Hi, this is Dawn from Topeka, Kansas. Your conversation between a Baptist and a Unity member helped me to learn more about my family. My late grandfather was a Unity member, but I never really knew what that meant. Hearing Jackie Fuller explain the history helped me to understand him a little more, even though he's been gone for four years now. Awesome. So I love this story because not only is it great to hear that we've got listeners out in Topeka, Kansas... Yeah. Hey, but we're also helping people uh, ask questions sometimes about even their own family history, as as Don was saying. Um, so let's listen to a little bit of uh, what Jackie was sharing about uh, the tradition of, of unity on that show last year. This is my interpretation of unity, just based on what I've learned over the years. It's pretty much um, is rooted a lot in the Christian faith. I would definitely say um, the history of it is a lot of it's rooted in Christian science. Um, there's also a lot of um, practice of practices within the Eastern tradition. So you have that involved. Um, metaphysics is um, really popular. Um, that's also a foundation of unity, but it's still like rooted in Christianity in a sense where you will go to a service, the Bible is still used, they have songs, it's pretty much similar to the form to and ritual, rituals. that sort of is, thing. Um, mm -hmm. Is pretty much still Christian, which I think attracts a lot of people who may not have the best experiences, maybe coming from a Christian community, they still have that familiarity because of the culture in unity. But it's a place where you can bring people of different faiths. You may hear messages coming from other faith traditions where I think unity has been good in creating that safe space to do that mm. with the Christian kind of like culture to it. And of course, Jackie Fuller is a, a wonderful advocate for interfaith collaboration here in the D.C. area, a friend that uh, that we know well. Right, Miranda? Yeah, she's she's great. Um, she does her um, TV show mm -hmm. on uh, like Fairfax Access, public access mm -hmm. TV. Mm -hmm. And that's uh, a great thing to catch. That's called Interfaith Connections. Interfaith right? Connections, yeah. that's right. She's a ubiquitous presence on the interfaith scene. Oh, she's everywhere. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. That segment was making me think about the fact that, you know, we, as a show, we have to challenge ourselves to come up with new guests every week. That's right. And, and and have guests that represent viewpoints we haven't heard yet on the show. And so the diversity of, even just within Christianity, the diversity of viewpoints that we've had, of traditions that we've had. I mean, Jack, I don't know, can you say what 
um, traditions have been represented in the last six months on the show. Oh my goodness! Um, um, I, I should have come almost in with off the, list. the top of your head. Off the I top mean, of my head. Let's let's work backwards. Let's see. So we had Ahmadiyya Muslim. We had Sikh. We had Scientologist and and uh, Hindu. We've um, had uh, Baha'is and Jews and uh, Christian Scientists. We've had uh, Sufi Muslim as well. We had an Episcopalian at the beginning of the summer. Um, we've had people who come from multiple backgrounds and, and identify that way. They, we've had people that identify as humanists. Uh, we've had Satanists on the show. We had a really a fun right. time with Miranda doing our, our, our movie review of Hail Satan, question mark. <laughs> yeah, that was, that was a really great time. Um, if you haven't listened to that episode, I suggest you try to find it because it is it is great. <laughs> yeah, it's easy to find. You can look at our archives on Tacoma Radio, or if you prefer to listen to podcasts, we're on all the podcast streaming platforms. A lot of what we talk about, we talk about religion, we talk about spirituality, and often we come back to talking about community. And that ties in with the theme here, which is community radio. And, and our community is not just in the DMV, the District, Maryland, Virginia. It's all across the country because people listen to this show online or they, you know, they stream or they get it from the archive. So this community is broad, but it also celebrates the diversity of the religions here in the D.C. area. And we're also celebrating the fact that... Great news for Tacoma Radio's listeners and fans. Earlier this month, we found out that the Federal Communications Commission renewed the OWD license for eight years. Awesome. Woohoo. So that gives us the right to continue broadcasting, which yeah. is really important. Got to stay on the air. Yeah, but we can't stay on the air without your donations. So that means to continue broadcasting. This is the time we need you to donate, and this is our fall fund drive. So please call us at 240-696-4200. Tell Olivia what you love about the show, what you love about the station, or donate online at TacomaRadio.org. So Kenny just called in to donate, and I want to give a shout-out to Kenny. Yeah, thanks, Kenny. Yeah, say thank you so much for your support. We really appreciate it. We appreciate your listening and your donating, and it's so great to have to know we have people out there that are interested in what we're doing here at Tacoma Radio and on Interfaith-ish. You know, one of the things you just said, uh, Sue, about, about bringing in an ever-expanding list of guests from traditions, new traditions, and helping us understand our, our neighbors is, is really what this next message is about. So I'm going to play uh, a, a message we got uh, from a friend this week. Hi, I'm Nazanin from D.C. On Interfaithish, I love hearing about faith traditions from actual people who practice them and what moves and inspires them in their own religion. I feel like it literally gives a voice, especially to faiths that I'm much less familiar with, like Zoroastrianism, Sikh, and the Jain faiths, for example. Hearing their voices in this format, where they're having an open conversation and addressing questions that can be sometimes simple yet very profound. It just completely takes away that sense of otherness. One example is Scientology. I seriously only heard about celebrities who have embraced it and didn't know what it really means to someone here in this town who could be my neighbor who actually practices it and what it looks like for them. Even just a simple but personal window into the life of people with various traditions 
I feel does so much to bring something that may have seemed strange to something now familiar and one that I truly respect and am interested in and learn and want to learn more about. So thank you so much. So I appreciate this message so much that we got from, from our friend Nazanin because it gets at the heart of really what our mission is for this show, to help people understand traditions and aspects of belief that hadn't been on their, their radar before. And actually, Nazanin's message reflects my own experience because before that episode, I've never actually had a significant conversation with a Scientologist before. And this show um, has really been, I think for me, first and foremost, an opportunity to, to learn about traditions that even I didn't know about and do it firsthand with people who are practitioners themselves. Um, now, I know Scientology was a, was a tricky tradition. It's a pretty controversial and has some... Um, we got some uh, surprise feedback that we were going to actually have somebody from that community on this show. Right, guys? Yeah, but, I mean, that's what we do. We're not afraid of, you know, steering away from the traditions that, you know, people might find controversial. We're actually interested in engaging them and, you know, really getting in-depth about our differences and not just our similarities because... It makes for more interesting radio, and that's what we're about. <laughs> All of us are, are being forced to, to kind of expand our boundaries of, you know, what we think about, what who we interact with. Yeah, and I'm sure that it's not the first time that our guest, uh, Sylvia Stannard of the National Affairs Office of the Church of Scientology, has, has encountered that. So I was really grateful that she was so enthusiastic about uh, participating in our show. So we believe that, that life is divided into eight life forces or dynamics so yourself your family your groups all of mankind everything um all of plants and animals the spiritual universe and god the supreme being so walk us through a little bit what is the day-to-day -day life and practice for a scientologist is there individual practice or rituals are there are there certain things that you perform as a community come together as a community to do we come together as a community often for events on a weekend, on a Saturday night, or sometimes on a Sunday, really working on things that, that people are interested in. But the day-to-day -day life is people live their lives, they're a doctor, lawyer, housewife, whatever they are in their life. And then we have courses and we have individual counseling. So the churches are open seven days a week. Mm -hmm. So that is set up so that people who are working nine to five can come in at night and do a course, mm -hmm. or people who are housewives are have to be home with their kids in the afternoon can come in in the morning right. or the weekends so it's a, a very flexible schedule and people will come in and do a course about something that they're interested in that that deals with Scientology so those courses or that study is that in place of what people might usually consider prayer yes okay it, it is that and then we have individual one-on-one -on -one counseling as well uh-huh so that would that would be sort of akin to pastoral services that you would have with with a, a priest or a rabbi exactly or exactly okay. interesting if you're just joining us this has been interfaith ish we're here in wowdy week uh where we're doing our semi-annual fundraiser for our tacoma radio i'm your host jack gordon i'm here in the studio with my fellow interfaith astronauts sue katz miller and miranda Hovemeyer. Can we get that number again for how people can call in and, and contribute to our show and our station? You bet, Jack. Call 240-696-4200 or go online to TacomaRadio.org. Great. And 
let's let's take a, a moment to talk a little bit about how it is that we all have been uh, how long we've been involved with Tacoma Radio. Tacoma Radio itself is three years old now, I think, right? Yep, it's three, three. And uh, and and what? How is it that that both of you got involved with Tacoma Radio initially? Um, I live in the neighborhood. I'm an old friend with Marika Partridge, the station founder. So I, I was sitting on her porch dreaming about this station <laughs> for years before it even happened and at a couple of the earliest um, meetings. And I was not intending to become a host, but Jack, you were so um, excited about this idea and kind of pulled me into being a support for the show. When you're not there, I can come in, Miranda can come in and host when you're off traveling. Yeah. And it's been a joy. It's been educational. It's made me it really opened my eyes to a lot of the traditions in my community that I didn't know that much about and that I feel better educated and I feel more closely connected to the community as a result of this show. Yeah. And you're such a, a deep resource in the community. So it's great to be able to to have that collaboration and, and sounding board as we're we're working through these issues and and, and figuring out not just um what what would make good uh, interfaith dialogue conversation, but also make things relevant here to uh, to the Tacoma area um, community. Um, so good to have somebody who's who's been a a, a longtime uh, resident of Tacoma Park. Um, I I don't live in Tacoma. I live in uh, Silver Spring, but right. um, I'm in Tacoma a lot because I'm also connected to the radio through the station founder Marika Partridge. I am. Her husband's personal assistant, extraordinaire. One of many jobs that <laughs> Miranda of many holds jobs. down. And um, so I was, you know, just in the house when the radio was getting formed and ideas were floating around. And then I, I helped out at a couple of the street fairs before the, uh, before the station actually existed and just, you know, promoting it and... It's it's a community project, yeah. so it's like everybody ends up on the air, yeah, you basically. Can, right. you, know? you, all, you all end up involved in in some way. It's so. a family business. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, and we consider Silver Spring Greater Tacoma yeah, Park. I mean, so I can, yeah. you know, I yeah. can hear it yeah. from my house. So we've got a little trifecta. I'm down in Northeast DC, so also just... Greater Tacoma Park, by the way. <laughs> okay, I'm not going to touch that one. Uh, <laughs> but uh, but it's yeah, I think it's it's fun that we also we have a little bit of a geographic spread throughout the area um and so reflecting that and and as miranda's saying we can we can uh let each other know if oh, wait a minute the signal's fading for a second <laughs> um well i just got a got a message um from uh, a great friend of the show sai um who's who's um making a pledge so thank you very much Sai, for your contribution and if you want to join Sai and and all of our other great friends who are are helping to support the great work here at tacoma radio join the family um sue what's uh what's that information it's 240-696-4200 or online at tacomaradio.org we just got another caller who that was, was it miranda yeah well i just want to give a special shout out to jennifer chapman she called in to donate Hooray. and jennifer says keep up the good and important work thank you jennifer we will do our best awesome awesome great to have jennifer great to have everybody calling in um to to make their pledges this morning for our show and really all the shows here on on tacoma radio when we're doing interfaith work 
Um, it's not always fun and kumbaya, and sometimes there are some legitimate differences that come up during discussions. We were just talking about a recent show where we had a Scientologist, um, and the other guest that we had on that show was Vivek Gupta of the United Hindu Jain Temple Association. And during that, that conversation, I pressed Vivek on how he perceived the hostilities towards religious minorities that are currently advancing in the name of his religion under the banner of Hindu nationalism. So here's how, how he responded. The religious minorities have been thriving in India. Uh, just to let you know, there are four major religions that were born in India. Mm. Sikhism, Jainism, Buddhism. Lord Buddha was born in India mm. and created uh, uh, Buddhism and then it spread in Southeast Asia. And also Hinduism. Yeah. And India has been uh, abode for all the other religions as well. More than 200 million Muslims, which is second largest Muslim congregation, lives in India after right. Indonesia. How do you view, particularly from your, you know, your religious standpoint, the rhetoric that uh, seems to, you know, incite intolerance and 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 violence against certain religious groups like Muslims and Sikhs, for example? Yeah. So um, I would say that uh, minorities, as I mentioned, minorities have been living very peacefully in India and have been thriving. Uh, for last so many years, um, not uh, not just being uh, other religions being uh, refugees and given abode in India, um, religions have uh, spin up from different Hindu belief systems within India. You know, one of the uh, biggest Baha'i temple is in, mm -hmm. uh, in Delhi, uh, the Lotus Temple. Mm -hmm. um, so I feel that uh, the news segments that we receive are sometimes mostly opinions rather than fact-based mm. news uh, out in the West, and there definitely seem to have a lot of cultural divide in the West that we sometimes are not able to understand what the news is and the right news never reaches to us, right? Well, this got a very strong reaction from one listener who took issue with Vivek's read on history. Hi, Jack. This is Colin from Silver Spring. I just wanted to provide some important facts that were left out uh, by Mr. Gupta. Um, so, you know, largely because of British's colonial rule in South Asia, India, like much of South Asia, has struggled with, you know, religious persecution and violence. And aside from partition, when... Two million people were killed uh, in, in, in just a, a year or two, largely due to religious violence. The last hundred years, India has witnessed um, a lot of religious-based riots. Um, you just Google history of religious violence in India, you can read the list yourself. But one of the most egregious modern-day examples of religious-based violence was in 2002 when then-Chief Minister of the West Indian State, Gujarat, Narendra Modi, now the Prime Minister, oversaw an effort that provided a list of addresses belonging to Muslim families and gave it to groups of Hindu extremists. And in a short period of time, over 1,500 uh, Muslims were hacked to death and burned alive in broad dead daylight. And just a few weeks ago, um, now Prime Minister Modi instituted a policy that will essentially deport 2 million Muslim residents from the northeastern state of Assam in India. And all other religious groups are being allowed to stay. And so, um, you know, and there are a lot of human rights violations um, from the Indian Army in Kashmir that we could talk about. Um, India really, you know, it has a long and storied history of religious violence um, and that that, um, that Mr. Gupta didn't talk about. And, and But I want to be clear, like, these examples highlight Muslims and, and violence towards Muslims, but no single religious group in India has been innocent historically. Um, today, though, it's, it's a Hindu nationalism 
that's the most significant threat to India's pluralistic ideals. And Mr. Gupta's responses in your show and answering your question really, really missed the mark. So there you go, Colin, calling it like it is. And I'm, I'm grateful that our listeners are out there seeking after truth, not afraid, as we say on the show, to roll up our sleeves and get into some interfaith-ish. Because we're, we're not all going to have the same perspectives, and it's important to have a forum like this to talk about challenging issues like religious freedom and persecution, as well as to find common ground um, so that we can learn together and, and really understand our world. This is a, a spunky, courageous little show. If you are a neighbor and you represent a religious point of view that we haven't heard from, we will put you on the air. And, and then we'll find other voices, and they may have different opinions. So I would say if you don't feel that your tradition has been on the show yet, please contact us because we're always looking for new voices, new traditions, um, new viewpoints to put on the air. And, you know, engage in this discussion. We are not afraid. We're it, this, you know, it can be difficult. It can be, you know, we should probably have trigger warnings on some of this. But um, this is real religion, the way it's being lived, the way it's being enacted, um, you know, locally, regionally, internationally, all of it will end up in the show. Jack, can you tell us how people can contact us if they want to come on the show or be involved? Sure. Well, the easiest way to do it is to um, email us at interfaithish at gmail.com. You can also find us on all the the social medias, uh, Twitter, Facebook, uh, Instagram. You can comment um, and on all those platforms. It's the same one there, interfaithish. And actually, recently, I just set up for our, our phone calls a, uh, a new phone line, uh, so you can call our vo Google Voice number, uh, which is 202-599-2953, and leave us a message if, like any of the people that you've heard on this show, you have a comment about our show, and we can play it in a future episode. And I'll just say that I feel like as a facilitator, I'm learning on the job myself about when to be polite and when to push back on our guests. So uh, what do you think, dear listeners? When's the right time in interfaith dialogue to turn up the heat? We'd love to, to hear what, what you all think. Turning to a more lighthearted episode, our most recent one featured religion professor Simranjit Singh and journalist Aisha Khan. And this was definitely one of my favorite episodes that we've done so far, where my guests uh, really let down their hair, no pun intended, and opened up about the inside jokes associated with uh, turban and hijab culture. Me and my friends have a running joke about how the day goes uh, the day goes on and your turban gets looser and it go, rides up on your forehead and then people can see your turban tan. Like yeah, my skin's pretty line. light and the tan line is brutal. That's a yeah. big thing. <laughs> <laughs> I like nobody nobody knows it and I like part of the reason they don't know it is because I don't want anybody to see my tan line. Like uh -huh. it's ridiculous. <laughs> Yeah, it's like things like that. Like, uh -huh. you know, your kids and uh, when you wear the smaller turbans called butkas, you know, you have your Isn't hair with the ball. With the ball, yeah, uh -huh. and you have the, your hair wrapped up as like it looks like a ball on top of your head. Um, but if you're if you're if the ball, the Judah it's called, if that's crooked, like you're done. Like <laughs> you get made fun of. I mean we have friends from when we were kids that we still make fun of. Like this kind of thing where like I always, when I go into a crowd, like there aren't going to be any six around. Nobody's going to know what my turban's supposed to look like. Mm -hmm. But like I feel because of like all the 
all the inside jokes we have, I'm like, no, I can't be caught. Like, right. you know, with just a, with a fucking that one guy in the back. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, <laughs> like, I just can't. Bro, what's up? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's not worth it. It's not worth the risk. <laughs> The turban culture is a good one. I, I don't know what if uh, tan line you said. You have similar ones. Oh yeah, for sure the tan line because it can get really like. Also, our neck is covered, right? Mm. Or for a lot of women who wear it. I mean, a lot of women also wear like a turban style hijab. Yeah. So I imagine that it's a very similar situation <laughs> happening. But yeah, um, the tan lines that's big, um, as well as like the politics of what kind of hijab you choose, um, because there's like. You know the easy outs, right? Like the person who's like kind of new to wearing hijab will often wear like something called the alamira, which is like the kids beginner. Mm-hmm. It's like the the, kids, the training the training, training wheels <laughs> of hijab, right? So it's like this like they come it's in like, like one piece and right? exactly, right? <laughs> so it comes in like one piece or two piece, and you just like slip it on your head. It's like uh-huh. a complete slip on. It's not going to go anywhere, right? Um, and then they typically come in like some really gaudy color like pink or something and it might have like sparkly embellishments and stuff. And it's fine if a child's wearing that. That's like cute. I, yeah. lo- it's, I love it, yeah. right? But sometimes you catch like someone who's like 25 <laughs> and like maybe should know better. I mean, also if you're new to Islam, again, that's another thing, right? Because like you, you know, you are pass. using the training wheels, that's fine, right? <laughs> but, like, when you've been wearing it for, like, five years, like, up your game, you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, man, so that was such a great <laughs> conversation. It still makes me laugh every time that that I, uh, I, I think about that one. And it turns out, guys, that uh, I wasn't uh, the only one. Listen to, to this message. Hi, this is Chase, and I'm calling just to say how much I enjoy the show interface is. Uh, I love, for example, the this recent episode around inside jokes. It is so fun to hear um, these insights from the Sikh and Muslim about uh, the sort of goofy things they only say to their own fellow religionists about uh, about their headwear and, and their tan lines and all those goofy things that um, I just really relate with. I'm not a Muslim or a Sikh, but um, as a person of faith myself, I totally get that um, and have those same experiences with my own um, co-religionists. It uh, it makes me feel like part of a broader community of people of faith um, enjoying their their quirks and rituals and all the color and vivacity that uh, that brings to our life. So I love the show. Thanks so much. Bye. And thanks to Chase, who's a, a great longtime supporter for the show. I think we've we've got somebody who's joining Chase in his support. Yes, we just got a call from Queens, New York, from Woo-hoo. Rachel Gordon. All and... right, that's my sister. Woo-woo. Oh, no wonder. <laughs> she says Jack is an awesome host, and I always learn something new. Thank you, Rachel. And she's the coolest. She seems to be very cool. And you can join her in supporting us by calling 240-696-4200 or donating online at TacomaRadio.org. Awesome. And uh, if you loved that conversation with Simran and Aisha about um, turban and hijab culture, I'll, I'll say stay tuned because we've got an upcoming episode that's also going to explore um, – uh, fashion from a Muslim and Mormon perspective, or I should say Latter-day Saint perspective, um, with a uh, with a fashion designer um, 
and somebody that wor works for uh, a uh, hot couture uh, Muslim fashion magazine. So that'll be a, a fun episode as well when we when we get to air that one. Very cool. Mix it up. Yeah. I'm impressed that you said that hot couture hot correctly. Couture. Well, you <laughs> them we got the religions. We got the languages. <laughs> One we got, more deity. We got yeah. the cultures. We got it all here. <laughs> I tried to have tried to dip into a little bit of French when um, when we had Vanessa Badre on the show for the Notre Dame conversation. I don't think she was having it. She was like, no. <laughs> I'm a real Parisian. I don't think. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> as we're as we're looking to to the months ahead and other activities here on, on Interfaith-ish. Any, any activities that you guys are involved in that you want to talk about? Um, I'm in the middle of still my big year of my new book came out in 2019, which was the Interfaith Family Journal. And Pick I've been speaking around the country. And this weekend, I am facilitating an interfaith couples workshop. If you want to be part of that, go to iffp.net. You've been putting in uh, putting in a lot of miles on your on your tour. Where are some it of the places that you've year. been visiting? It was a big year. Yeah, I, I got to speak at the Parliament of the World's Religions, mm. which is a, a you know thousands of people, a lot of them representing indigenous religions from around the world and African diasporic religions. And I got to speak at Wild Goose in Asheville, North Carolina, which is sometimes described as the Burning Man of Christian festivals. Okay. It's thousands of people <laughs> in the forest with music and all kinds of goings-ons. I think we'll have to do a, a live episode from there. Yeah. Point. And I also spoke at the annual Unitarian Universalist General Assembly in Spokane, Washington. So, uh -huh. yeah, I've been getting around. Oh, my goodness. So many, so many visits. See, we've got a we've got a rock star here as one of the producers on our show. But being back here at Tacoma Radio grounds me. This is my community, and so I love feeling the connection between my home community and my interfaith engagement work. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Miranda, how about you? You you have any have any plans coming up in the next few months? Yeah, you know, <laughs> got just, a bun in the oven. Yeah, just... bun bun in the oven cooking. <laughs> um, so. You know, but I've been thinking about uh, what kind of, you know, books, children's books especially, mm. I would like to collect mm. um, to, you know, expose my, my future kiddo to uh, different world religions and music and lessons and just rituals that I like and, um, you know, stuff that you you kind of always think about but when there's like an actual person gonna be here in march you're like oh maybe i should actually put some thought into that. yeah that's when it gets real <laughs> yeah I, I have to say i have a children's book list on religions and secular humanism all kinds of books for kids on susan katzmiller.com oh nice hey. all right so there you go another good resource up oh. We've got another caller. Thank you, Olivia. So I just want to say, Margaret just called in to donate and Hooray. says, thank you for the great conversation. Well, thank you, Margaret. We really appreciate you shouting out to us here on Interfaith-ish and Wowdy Radio and um, donating. Thanks, Margaret. And you should, uh, if, if you didn't get a chance to call this morning or if you're hearing this show after the fact, there's always, always a good time to donate, always a good time to contribute to community radio.
That's it, dear listeners. Thank you so much for all your support so far for our show, all your feedback and your encouragement. Thanks for supporting Tacoma Radio all this week on our fun drive. You can continue to give at TacomaRadio.org. Just look for the donate page. And even if you're listening to this show after the live broadcast, again, never too late to contribute. Just remember to let Tacoma Radio know how much you love Interfaith-ish. And it's been such a pleasure and a gift to be here with, with both my indefatigable interfaith astronauts, Miranda Hovmeyer and Sue Katz-Miller. Thank you so much for being here this morning. Great to see you both. Bye-bye. Thanks for having <laughs> us, Jack. <laughs> Bye-bye. <laughs> <laughs> Sue's ready to get out of the station already. <laughs> oh, man. And thanks, as always, to our musical maestro, Jeff Philosopher, for our theme music. And thank you, dear listeners, for spending your hour with us. As you do every other week here on Tacoma Radio, you can find our entire back catalog of interfaith-ish episodes on the archive page on TacomaRadio.org or anywhere you find quality podcasts on all your platforms. We're on social media at Interfaith-ish. Keep writing us about the Interfaith-ish that you wish to dish at Interfaith-ish at gmail.com. That's I-N-T-E-R-F-A-I-T-H-I-S-H at gmail.com. Interfaith-ish is going to be back in two weeks with a brand new episode Until then, keep it locked to WOWD 94.3 FM for great music and programs seven days a week, streaming online at TacomaRadio.org.